hands up, you're out of luck And your back's up against the wall From Tunisia to Washington The people are calling no You're casting guns, you're cutting thugs Your lies on the TV None of that can save you now As your reign is swept away Get up, get up, your voices are needed Become, become the pulse of the revolution In the ranks of the masses rising Get up, get up, your voices are needed Become, become the pulse of the revolution In the ranks of the masses rising Greetings, everybody. This is Bobby Vaughn, and with me as usual is Kimberly Schultz. And today, as part of our series of health and God's medicine, we're here with Dr. Chip, and we're going to make a regular series out of this, covering many subjects, some of the most important issues uh, in regards to health, and bring about some to to a lot of people forgotten solutions to the problems and these solutions are god's medicine ancient ancient wisdom so anyways uh today we're with dr chip again so dr chip would you like to just update us from the last time we talked and uh we're going to we're going to be discussing 10 points that we believe are the most important and how are you doing? And uh, how would you like to how would you like to lay this out? Well, greetings and salutations. Uh, how am I doing? Uh, always great. Um, uh, that's uh, the way I've always uh, felt uh, uh, mentally and and spiritually and physically and in every way. I think a lot of how uh, people feel uh, and and how they are and how they act and what's going on in their life starts. Uh, with their uh, mental and uh, psychological and spiritual outlook, and if they have the right positive attitude and and um, they don't voice negativities uh, about their health and condition, um, they're going to, in the short run and the long run, be a lot better off. So um, I always start from a positive perspective, and, and that's what we're working toward here. Um, we talked about what's going on uh, when I say we talked about over the last couple of days, and you sent me a list of points that we want to uh, touch on briefly. And one of the things people need to do right now is protect themselves. And one of the ways we can, well, there are several ways we can protect ourselves that are very, very easy. Um, however, a lot of people don't give it any uh, thought. And... Uh, so we need to uh, touch on those, and uh, you know, one is the external protection of of uh, shielding and protecting ourselves, and uh, uh, washing, and, and you know, doing the things to uh, keep uh, potential uh, viruses and infections and uh, allergens and pathogens and things off of us and away from us, and and that's a lot of that's common sense. Um, and, and along those lines, I think there are a couple things we should touch on is when people are washing, um, there are lots of, I mean, countless uh, soaps and, and uh, methods of uh, disinfecting and washing out there that are not necessarily healthy and good because they're laced with chemicals. And uh, what a lot of people don't, uh, in fact, I think most people don't, realize is that 
we absorb and take into our system uh, through our skin and scalp uh, tremendous amounts, even more than we do through our mouth and our digestive tract. Uh, our skin is like a sponge and it absorbs everything. So if we're if we're using, uh, and again, it gets back to, I've said this before, and you'll hear me say it again, being a label reader and um, being uh, conscientious uh, about um, and what we utilize both internally and externally. And that comes from the laundry soap to the hand soap to the dish soap to uh, the shampoos and everything. Uh, if we're a label reader and we use things to... Uh, put on our skin and, and, and wash ourselves with uh, it's very important to not uh, load up our skin which is this sponge and is absorbing everything uh, with chemicals that are going to be absorbed into the system um, and that comes under the heading of uh, ecological uh, uh, poisoning and, and a lot of people are doing that and, and they think that they're uh, attempting to do all these things that are good for them along the way and they keep putting all this um, these layers of poisons and toxins and chemicals on on themselves and absorbing them and they don't realize it and that goes for water as well um, Kimberly you and I um, quite a few months ago uh, uh, coming up on I don't know pretty close to a year ago now we talked about water and pure water and the importance of having a complete pure water system and where you were at the time you had a reverse osmosis system which is I think the best I put my first reverse osmosis system in my first house back in 1968 and uh, if people don't know exactly or understand what reverse osmosis or as it's commonly referred to as RO is is uh, uses a membrane that has pores in it, much like our skin is a membrane that has pores in it. And these pores in an RO system are small, and an H2O molecule, which is uh, by its definition two parts hydrogen and one part oxygen, which are small molecules, um, that molecule can fit through those pores. However, most poisons and toxins and chemicals and drugs and and um, the, the harmful things that are in water that we don't want to be absorbing or drinking or consuming um, are too big to fit through the pores in that membrane. So once they bump up against that membrane, uh, they're sloughed off and washed down the drain. So that's a wonderful way to get pure water. And the other thing that's nice about an RO system, far, far superior to uh, distilled water, which is dead and flat and has no taste, plus it's a, kind of a big project and bother to go through, is RO water tastes wonderful and fresh and clean because it's oxygenated and the hydrogen and the oxygen in the water give it a nice, clean, fresh taste and make it very healthy. So we start with an RO system and people can get uh, a whole house RO system. They can get it under the sink system, uh, which is what I first got back in 1968, like I said, in my first house, because that's the only thing that was available then. It was a two-and-a-half-gallon tank and system that fit under your sink, and so you had a separate faucet at your sink where you could draw out reverse osmosis water and use it for all of your cooking and beverages, and, and it was wonderful. And um, today, they have uh, large whole house uh, RO systems, which... Um, 
were actually first started by a couple of brothers. I won't get into that now. We can talk about that later because it's a really interesting story that were patients of mine and uh, became very good friends of mine. And um, uh, they developed the first whole house RO system that was big enough to produce uh, reverse osmosis pure water for the use in t for an entire house inside and out. And so you can use it for your pets and washing and everything. Um, it's very, very valuable. Um, and then, uh, Kimberly, as, as I introduced you to, there's a, uh, a, a small company uh, called Turapure that puts out a pitcher that has a filter that it does not filter out poisons from the water, but it, it adds hydrogen atoms, which are very uh, energizing to, the, to a person. And... Uh, uh, I took a few bottles of hydrogenated water over to you at your office and, and you noticed a difference um, in how not only good it tasted but how it was energizing in just a natural way, drinking all that, that water throughout the day. And So when we talk about hydration, uh, drinking pure water that's uh, uh, been through an RO system and then hydrogenated is critical. And even though it sounds very simple, it's one of the absolute keys to uh, a strong immune system and, and lots of energy and handling stress and, and being in wonderful health. It's, it's fabulous. And, and the company that puts that out is Turupure, T-U-R-U-P-U-R-E. Uh, they're not a big company, and um, it can be ordered online. And uh, I keep two pitchers uh, handy. And... Uh, you can't run tap water through it because it won't purify the water and take out the toxins and poisons and chemicals that are bad for you. But if you put pure water through it, um, then it will add, add the hydrogen atoms and give you a very refreshing, energizing, healthful drink. And just while we're on that subject, to touch base on how, if for the people who uh, want to have a a uh, pure water source to put in it. There's a company called Seychelle, S-E-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E. -E, uh, they're in Orange County here in Southern California in Aliso Viejo. Um, and they can be accessed online, their website. Uh, or, you know, if you find their phone number, you can always call them up. Uh, and they put out the best pitcher on the, on the market um, that uh, you pour your water in and it'll take two quarts at a time. Um, and they have different levels of filters, and the one that I use is takes out radon gas as well. It's the top-of-the-line uh, water purification uh, system, and drinking that water, even just by itself, is excellent. But adding that through your TuraPure pitcher to hydrogenate the water is a wonderful, wonderful um, strengthening and, and, and bonus for the body for everything from uh, strengthening your immune system, detoxifying your system, giving you more energy. It's fabulous. And um, uh, they ship all over the country. And uh, I've known about their product and used it for years. And pitchers uh, uh, of various brands are available in stores and whatnot everywhere. But if you read the fine print, they don't take out the chlorine and the fluoride and the radon gas and they don't really purify the water. They'll take out undissolved particles. And, and you know, they're a little step up better than trap tap water, but it, they're not worth the money and the time and effort. Uh, but, but people can contact Seychelles um, here in Orange County in Southern California and uh, order 
uh, a pitcher, and uh, it's really worth doing. So when we talk about hydration, uh, it's so important, uh, internal and external, and uh, following a system like that for purifying the water and then hydrogenating the water uh, makes a tremendous difference. What do you think, uh, Kimberly? You've experienced uh, drinking the pure water and the hydrogenated water. Uh, it, um, tell us. Yeah, it also um, it also increases the pH, which I don't I don't know if people are familiar with that what that means. But when your pH levels are what is it I, be, I believe seven and above, um, if you get you know something in your body that shouldn't be there, it won't be able to survive in that alkaline environment. So that's also a very important part of how we can naturally keep our bodies um so if something gets in us you know it's not going to survive and our bodies will take care of it yeah i, I we love our terrapure and it's um i can definitely taste it's a softer taste it tastes just cleaner i mean almost like you you feel like you're absorbing it better if you will and one thing i've noticed about the uh the terrapure um is when i put in say just about like a pint of water into it I'll pour that pint back into my pint jar and there's actually more water uh, that the Terrapure produced than what was put into it. Really? That like it like softens it or somehow it add, it. adding the hydrogen, I think um, makes the water. Um, can you add, can you answer that question of how it does that? Well, soft water, which there uh, is not something that people want to drink. That a lot of people have soft water systems for their house, and they're nice because um, as you run your dishwasher and your clothes washer and you wash your hands and take a shower, um, it dissolves the uh, soap suds and it gives you a better rinse, and it's it's very nice. But soft water simply means removing the hard molecules, the calcium and magnesium, and the, the hard mineral molecules. Uh, which build up on the inside of pipes, and uh, so you're 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 treating your plumbing system for your house uh, more kindly when you use soft water because they don't get a buildup of all of these um, hard minerals inside. And that's true of your body too. Now, as you were saying, Kimberly, a pH of seven is neutral. So below seven, the lower you go, the more acidic the water is, or anything that you're testing is, and the higher you go above seven the more alkaline it is. And um, in, in general, uh, buying what uh, is sold as alkaline water is a big waste of time because it's, it's um, been proven to be a big farce and a big scam and doesn't do any good. But if, if the water is naturally, uh, if the acidity in the, uh, of the water is naturally overcome um, and you get a pH of 7 or a little above, that's true. That's very good as far as purifying the system and as far as improving taste and just everything about it. As far as increasing the volume of water, molecules are molecules. And if you've got uh, 1 million molecules of water and you run them through a filter and there's still going to be 1 million molecules of water, personally, I don't, uh, I'm not seeing the increase in volume uh, that you're that you're talking about, Bobby. But that's just me. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just saying I never thought about that. That never occurred to me, and I have never measured it or observed that. Um, so, uh, mm -hmm. in in if there is an increase or a change in volume, it, it seems to me it would be infinitesimal. Um, 
However, the, um, the purity of the water uh, will be, if, if water is very hard and has lots of impurities in it and lots of uh, minerals, which are big molecules, uh, and one were to have a very, very strict scientific measuring system, it could be that the water before those minerals and, and impurities are removed could measure out to be um, slightly more in, this, in the form of a few milliliters um, or not, just because of the presence of those molecules. But once they're re removed and you're, you're down to just the H2O, um, and, and these are the smallest molecules. I mean, hydrogen's the smallest, and oxygen is, is right down there, and the two of them together are very small. Um, I'm just uh, in all the chemistry and biochemistry and what I majored in in school and, you know, as a scientist and, and having gone through this doesn't mean that I uh, know everything about it. I certainly don't, and I'm, I'm always anxious to learn things every day, but I don't see that... Um, purifying the water that way would increase the volume but if it does you know good for you enjoy those extra couple of drops but the, <laughs> yeah. but but it, it, but, um, yeah. but but the the uh, the the let me j what, jump back <clears throat> to what i was saying about uh, alkaline water it's a waste of money and it's a waste of time and most bottled water is because most bottled water um, is a sham as far as the purity and the bottling conditions and where they claim to uh, acquire it and I don't know it's just and, and, and it gets expensive and if a person buys their own uh, Seychelles water pitcher and or reverse osmosis system it's a one-time purchase and you keep producing more and more all the time and the cost does not go up and it's the same with the Turapure hydrogenating um, filter uh, you you I'm on a six-month reorder system with them and every six months they send me a package with three more filters uh, at a discounted price because I'm on a regular uh, uh, ordering uh, program with them and it's not expensive and I just put a new filter in and they call it a filter even though like I said it's not filtering out impurities but it's adding um, uh, what needs to be added in process it's not really adding anything but as the water flows through it it's processing it in such a way that it's um, uh, adding uh, hydrogen atoms so um, if a person does that it, it's a one-time purchase they don't have to be buying pints and quarts and half gallons of water and lugging them home and to the office and here and there and it's saving on the cost and you, you're, you're knowing and guaranteeing that the water is pure because you're producing it yourself. You're not relying on um, some uh, factory or plant or, you know, someplace. And uh, so a person's a lot better off. And, and when the system, one's body, I'm calling that the system, one system is neutral or slightly alkaline, uh, it's going to suffer less pain, uh, less inflammation, uh, a greater degree of wellness um, and when it starts to the pH uh, starts to uh, dip down below 7 and get into the acidic range which is what the SAD which spells SAD and stands for standard American diet um, which produces uh, an acid acidic system uh, then one's body again I'm calling that your system um, this is what leads to more inflammation and pain and uh, ultimately um, conditions and diseases. And so one wants to stay away from that. 
So, um, yeah, I had heard that inflammation is the leading cause of disease. The inflammation is the leading cause of most pain, diseases, problems, um, uh, discomfort. Uh, it's it, it's it's horrible, and one wants to get rid of inflammation, and and it's being caused by one's diet and um, the pharmaceutical drugs and uh, that people use, and uh, basically what goes into their mouth. So the more pure one can keep their uh, eating regimen and um, staying off of all pharmaceuticals and keeping everything natural, um, the uh, more uh, neutral to slightly uh, uh, alkaline their system will stay and inflammation will just naturally go away. And like I mentioned earlier when we were talking about water, our, our body's like a big sack of water, about 70 to 80 percent uh, water, uh, you know, held by this big sack of skin. And, it's in all of our cells, and it's important that that water be pure so it can do its job and flow in and out of the cells and carry nu nu uh, nutrients uh, everywhere they need to go, and, and it's, it's really, really important. So uh, uh, pure water is, is a good place to start when somebody is thinking about uh, overall wellness and detoxification and, and uh, maintaining a high level of um, excellent health and uh, uh, freedom from toxicity and flushing out all of the inflammation and toxins. It's it's super important and uh, um, people. It, it's common for people people to hear um, uh, the so-called establishment say, "Yeah, drink six to eight glasses of water a day, or whatever number they choose to throw out there." That's not so much important. In counting the glasses, if, if one starts to feel a little thirsty that means that their body is needing the water. They are becoming dehydrated. Oftentimes when one starts to get a little hungry, drinking a glass of pure water will overcome that hunger. And so it, it also uh, assists a person in maintaining a good, uh, well-balanced, uh, non-snacking type of uh, dietary regimen. So uh, it, it, you can, one can learn to listen to their body and uh, drink all the pure water that uh, that they need. Now, I, I add uh, uh, organic lemon juice to my water, um, and uh, one might jump up and say, "Whoa, lemons are acid!" It's interesting how the the biochemistry of the body works because drinking a little bit of pure lemon juice uh, in your water does not cause your body to be uh, acidic. To the contrary, as it works its way through your digestive tract and, and feeds your uh, gastrointestinal tract. It helps to alkalinize the system and throw off extra fluids and inflammation. Uh, and the same is true of apple cider vinegar. Um, I have found that because of the different seasons and the different places that people live, buying natural uh, good organic lemons is an iffy situation. Yeah, you might be, you know, citrus fruits are basically a winter fruit. Um, in most places, and you might have a good source for uh, uh, organic uh, uh, citrus of all types, and you know lemons, of course. Uh, but rather than having to scrub them, and even if they're organic, you want to scrub all your produce because as it's picked in the fields and shipped, it gets dirt on it, and as it's handled and put into containers and put in the stores, it gets dirt on it. So you want to still clean it 
uh, and by the time one goes through the squeezing and going through all of that, I have found a company called Santa Cruz uh, Natural Organic uh, Lemon Juice that I find to be totally consistent and excellent, and I buy it by the quart. I'm always working on a quart. I keep a couple of pint bottles handy in the refrigerator because uh, they're just easier to pour from. And, um, I just pour a little bit in to uh, each uh, pint of water that I'll be drinking and uh, tastes good. It's good for digestion. It's good to keep the body um, uh, on the uh, neutral to alkaline side. It's very t uh, detoxifying and cleansing to the system. So um, the pure water with a little lemon juice in it like that is is really great. And uh, I think you can find uh, Santa Cruz. It's a national brand uh, pretty much everywhere. It's Santa Cruz is a city up, for those who are not familiar with California, up in the central coast of California. And it's a, you know, it's, it's not what I would call a big, big major brand, but uh, most... Uh, uh, Natural foods type markets and in high quality supermarkets will have it. And I highly recommend adding that um, to the water uh, for not only flavor uh, uh, and uh, obviously I don't use it to make my coffee with and you know things that, but just for drinking, uh, I highly recommend the uh, water with a little of the lemon juice in it uh, for both the nutritious and delicious uh, benefits. The effects of of lemon on the liver, going over to the uh, the topic of liver and the digestive system, um, lemon made me think of that. Uh, is there anything you would recommend? Just one or two things, maybe that people that one hundred percent of individuals usually have something wrong with their liver. Uh, maybe one or two suggestions that you can give us. Well, I'm glad you threw out uh, the term 100% there because people, uh, your liver is your most abused organ in your body and it's the most important organ in your body. And one of my old sayings that I've said for decades is if you take care of your liver, your liver will take care of you. Uh, it purifies your blood, it assists in digestion, it's just, it's on and on and on. It, it's constantly working and, and as a result it's being abused and, um, and damaged. That's the bad news. The good news is that God constructed the liver uh, in such a wonderful way and uh, obviously recognizing and knowing and having it be designed as important as it is. It has the ability to rejuvenate and regenerate itself as long as we stop punishing it and polluting it and destroying it and feed it and nourish it and clean it off and take care of it. So taking care of the liver is of utmost importance to everything from allergies to our skin to people who have acne to people who have every kind of uh, health issue to digestive problems to um, weight problems to I mean we can just go on and on and on it's it's it has a role in everything in the body and it's so important um, and obviously drinking uh, the little lemon in the water is beneficial throughout the entire gastrointestinal tract and the liver too. Um, there are two things you look at with the liver. One is to nourish it and two is to clean it. Uh, it's like your car. If you have a nice new car, you want to keep it running well so you want to keep all the parts uh, new and perfect and if necessary replaced and serviced. 
and um, that's the nourishing part of the liver. And then as you're driving around out on the streets and it gets dirty, you take it, either wash it yourself or take it down to the quality hand car wash and have them wash it. That's the cleaning off. And uh, so you need to clean off the liver just like you would your beautiful new car. Um, the lipotropic factors, as we've referred to them for many decades, coming from the word lipids, meaning fats, um, choline and inositol are the two principal ones. They're in the B-complex family. Uh, feed your liver. They're essential nutrients to feed and nourish your liver and rebuild a liver that has been abused and worn out and become um, damaged and isn't functioning well. So uh, there are high-quality nutritional companies out there that put out choline and inositol combinations. And um, uh, the... If a person reads on the label and gets at least uh, however many uh, capsules it will take, which is usually four, to give them a thousand milligrams of choline and a thousand milligrams of inositol, if they will do that at least once a day, and depending on how much they eat and what their diet is composed of, and I'll get to that in a second, um, it's very important to take these lipotropic factors. Now, the liver doesn't just handle fats. It handles sugar, and about you know 80 to 90 percent of people's diets today is composed of sugar and man-made chemical garbage that they're passing off as food. And while they may not be adding sugar by the teaspoonful or tablespoonful or cup, or you know depending on what they're eating or making or baking, um, almost every carbohydrate that a person consumes, every grain, as it's digested. Uh, will turn to sugar in the system and then the body recognizes it as sugar and it has to be processed by the liver. Same thing with alcohol. It doesn't matter, you know, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, Black Label Scotch or, you know, Coors beer or your favorite wine or any and everything in between. Uh, it, once it goes through the digestive tract, it's sugar. And this is why people recognize that that big drinkers get cirrhosis of the liver and it's damaging to the liver. Well, that's from the, from the sugar that results in abusing and overwhelming the liver uh, from all the alcohol. But, but people can get, starting with children, the same condition as the big drinkers who are adults and older adults uh, just from their diet, from their sugared up cereals, to, you know, the donuts and the, the, the uh, jams and jellies and just almost everything that a person consumes, 70-80% at least, is going to either have sugar in it or added to it under various different names. So a person needs to become a very conscientious label reader and, and eat foods as close to the way God made them as possible, which means uh, not after man has gotten his grubby hands on it and messed it up or created something, uh, some laboratory-produced chemical uh, concoction that is being passed off as food, but it's mostly empty carbohydrates and, and um, treated as sugar, which are destroying the liver. And that's what's led to uh, people uh, having all these diseases, uh, 
and uh, you know from uh, arthritis and diabetes and Alzheimer's and and uh, you name it the list is as long as your arms and um, uh, big pharma and big med love that because uh, they can prescribe drugs uh, to uh, go after those symptoms but they do nothing to uh, get rid of the cause which is to straighten out one's diet and um, purify the liver and strengthen the system uh, in order to handle uh, uh, everything, uh, all the foods, and, and, and when I say all the foods, hopefully all the right foods, and uh, keep a person in balance. So um, avoiding uh, toxic, chemicalized uh, foods, and it's not just when you read on a label that it says X preservative or X coloring, it's a lot of these other chemicals, too, that are big words that people don't recognize. And it's like, uh, there's another old saying that's uh, pretty valid most of the time, that if you're reading words on a label that you can't pronounce or don't recognize, it's best to avoid them because that, that, that it's not a description of a natural food substance that would be healthful and good for you. So uh, getting back to uh, the liver... Uh, lipotropic factors, choline, inositol, uh, and, and, and they're in the B-complex family. And whenever people take individual B vitamins, be they choline and inositol or pantothenic acid or B2 or B6 or B12, they need to start with a balance because uh, they need to find a really good B100 complex. Again, the top uh, companies, nutritional supplement companies, will all put out a B100 complex, which... Uh, the B100 uh, is their designation for the fact that they're putting in 100 milligrams uh, or in the case of B12, which comes in micrograms, 100 mic micrograms of each of the B factors. And if a person takes at least one or two of those a day, that will give them a foundation so that they're able to utilize all of the B vitamins. Uh, it's like building a house. You don't use just wood or just bricks or just concrete. You use a uh, combination of all of the right building materials, and that's the way it is with B-complex. Um, so that's how you, you, you feed and nourish your liver, um, and, and we can get into another time uh, a lot of the different um, uh, foods that are very uh, healthy uh, for the liver. Uh, eggs are wonderful. Eggs have egg yolk lecithin, which is wonderful for both the brain and the liver, uh, there are amino acids. Uh, uh, all, many of the, most of the amino acids are very important for the liver. Taurine is one that's very good for the brain, the eyes, and the liver. Um, anyway, that yes, one can nourish the liver. Now, getting over to the other half of your question, Bobby, uh, there are a couple of herbs, and I won't go into all of them because we could get into a long list here of eight or ten or twelve. The two most uh, significant and uh, that are going to give you the most bang for your buck without uh, getting into too many of them are milk thistle, uh, which is a plant. Two words, milk thistle, comes in drops and or capsules. And again, if a person takes milk thistle, um, several droppers full uh, under their tongue in their mouth with each meal and or a couple of capsules with each meal. And the second one is licorice, just good old licorice root. We're not talking about sweetened up licorice candy now, and it doesn't matter whether a person likes or dislikes licorice candy. We're not talking candy here. We're talking the natural licorice fruit. And those two are 
powerful, wonderful, therapeutic cleansers of the liver. And so in order to, it's like I said earlier with the car, I'm a car guy, so I love to use car references. And it's like taking your nice new car down to the uh, nice super duper hand car wash where they gently and carefully wash it and clean it and make it sparkle and look good and clean and take care of it. Well, that you want to uh, clean your liver off and milk thistle and licorice root are the two uh, easiest to access, inexpensive, uh, easy to find everywhere under, again, top quality brand uh, nutritional supplement companies everywhere. So if a person will consume those um, uh, with each meal, uh, now you're cleaning off the liver and then with your lipotropic factors and your B-complex, you're nourishing your liver. And again, getting back to what I said earlier, you take care of your liver and your liver will take care of you. Very, very important, very foundational, very significant uh, steps to wellness and, and good health. Uh, if one ignores the liver and that whole aspect that we've just been talking about in the liver, I don't care what else they do, they're never going to achieve the level of uh, wellness and detoxification uh, and str strong immune system, uh, not to mention just energy, clear skin, um, uh, a, a feeling of high vitality and freshness and strength throughout the day. Uh, they're never going to achieve all of that if they have an abused and toxic liver that they're not taking care of. So the liver gets, you know, put a bunch of gold stars by the liver and put it right up at the top of the list there with water and and part of uh, detoxification is being very 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 throwing as many various as you want important uh, for this whole topic that we're talking about I had said a couple of comments um, questions when I was a kid I, I was like I really liked sugar a lot and as an adult um, Bobby and I when we went vegan a number of years ago uh, I got rid of the sugar at the same time. So I was like, if I'm going to just really focus on a healthy lifestyle, I want to get rid of the sugar. I, what I noticed is when you don't eat sugar, you don't crave sugar. But if you Absolutely. do eat it, you crave Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that's why alcoholics are alcoholics. They, they, they get some and then they crave more. And it triggers elements of your brain that crave it. And hunger comes from the brain, not your stomach. And hunger and cravings come from your brain. And there's an amino acid called L-glutamine that eliminates cravings in the brain. And we can get into amino acids uh, on a uh, greater scale uh, in another time. As I mentioned to you the other day, back in the 70s, I was doing more uh, amino acid research, more research on nutrients for the brain, probably the most of anybody in the world. And I had people coming to me from all over the world to talk about nutrition for the brain. And uh, when uh, hunger is a matter of being satisfied, not empty and needing a refill like your gas tank on your car. So what you're doing, uh, Kimberly, is very wise. You're satisfying nutritional needs of your body so that the body isn't shooting out this undefined, unnamed message that we interpret as hunger or cravings for sugar or other things. And so being satisfied 
Uh, it's not that if you eat something sweet, like um, I was just having a Pippin apple, a Granny Smith apple here, and while that's not a real sweet apple, it's the healthiest apple you can have because it gives you a lot of um, bulk and fiber, and uh, it's it's healthy in quite a few ways. It has a little bit of a sweet taste, and, you know, we all like that. That's nice, but it's not a matter of craving it or having some and then eating more and more and more. You know, it's... it's uh, and, and, and the, the, the natural sugars that we get from the right kind of fruits, uh, uh, it, as long as we don't overdo it uh, on the fruits uh, and get too much fructose, but the natural sugars are, are fine and they taste good. And, and it's a matter of balance in the body. So, um, yeah, good for you. You're, you're, you know, you had a taste for it um, uh, when you were younger because your body wasn't in balance with the right amino acids and and uh, it was satisfying that craving, but uh, you've learned over the years to uh, satisfy your, uh, your brain and the way your body's functioning so you don't have the craving. So, you know, for sweets and stuff, you can like take it or leave it. I, I really crave greens, like dark greens, um, you know, salads and just fresh, healthy, organic um, vegetables I'm really gravitate towards vegetables and it's funny because growing up I grew up on a farm so everything was really clean it was from the backyard and you know just food is not today what it was how I grew up so I, I don't think a lot of people recognize when they walk into the grocery store and they just see a piece of fruit or vegetables that it's it's not necessarily all what it is right there. I mean, if you don't get the organic stuff, you're talking genetically modified. You're talking, it looks like, you know, this or that, but it's not necessarily, it's it's almost like an imposter, if you will. That's a good word. They are imposters. And there's a very important word you used a couple of sentences ago, and that was dark. Um, the richer color, dark vegetables, uh, dark green, uh, the, the dark reds, like, like red bell peppers and red onions and the dark green vegetables. Um, there's, there are more carotenoids and there's more nourishment in those than the light uh, colored uh, vegetables so, and fruits. So uh, this is why dark uh, berries and fruits and vegetables are so healthy and they, they give us uh, very important uh, nutrients that are uh, uh, very, very uh, widespread in the, the ability to nourish different parts of our body and to satisfy us. That's why just grabbing a head of um, regular old iceberg lettuce, chopping it up, you know, which is cheap and restaurants throw it on sandwiches and stuff. But if you look at it, it's, it's, it's light uh, in color. It doesn't have uh, much nutritional value. And a person's uh, a lot better off to eat the dark green uh, uh, vegetables. And uh, if they want salad vegetables, things like arugula and kale and things that have uh, real substance and real nutritional value. And, and you're satisfying yourself by craving and eating those vegetables in many ways. Not only the supreme high nutritional value you're getting, but also the natural bulk and fiber that they give you to detoxify your colon and keep your system cleaned out. Now, getting back to growing up on a farm and what you were saying, I'm glad you brought that up because even if you go down to the local Sprouts Market or whatever, Whole Foods or Natural Place, 
where you're buying your your uh, allegedly organic healthy produce you don't know about the quality of the soil that in which it was raised so if a person has local sources where they can identify the farms and the farmers and 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 know about how the uh, these particular farmers are uh, rejuvenating and regenerating and feeding their soil um, it, it, the, the more important it is because over many decades the soil has become depleted of nutrients and minerals and they just keep planting more and more crops and they throw in commercial fertilizers which are chemicals and, and not really and truly adding nutrients. So as a plant grows and puts roots down, it's going to pull up whatever nutrients are there and if there are no nutrients in the soil then even though the resulting produce product might look nice and it might be on the counter that has a sign above it that says organic, non-GMO, etc. Well, that all looks good on the surface, but if there are no nutrients, no rich natural nutrients that have been brought up through the roots into that produce, um, it you know it'll taste good and it's better than eating pastries and and um, uh, products, commercial products and stuff like that. But it's not really giving people a, a large, uh, high-quality uh, dose of uh, essential nutrition, nutrients and nutritional value. So um, it's highly recommended by me and most of the people who are seriously into eating right uh, and eating, as you just said, naturally and organically and non-GMO and so forth, to identify the source from which their produce comes and or if they're blessed enough to have a big backyard or, or you know some land to grow their own and to create their own compost heaps and fertilizers and, and, and till their own soil and rotate their crops so that they're not just growing the same thing season after season so they can let the soil rest and rejuvenate and feed it and, and rebuild its own nutritional value so the next time they plant seeds there, um, and, and, you know, those seeds will be able to uh, produce roots that will produce products uh, and produce that will have nutritional value. And um, speaking of seeds, it's also important for people, if they're going to buy seeds, not to just go down to the local uh, uh, garden store and buy any old seeds because they're probably getting seeds that are already genetically modified and coming from plants that have no nutritional value and if you put dead seeds or worthless seeds or seeds that are maybe have 10% of the, the quality in them that they should well that's think about it that's the way your product is going to come out so if a person can find uh, organic seeds what I used to do when I would grow my own is I would buy really high quality and, and of course this is partly the scientist in me and and the fact that I love doing stuff like this, but I would buy high-quality um, natural uh, produce from the right sources. And then as I ate the vegetable or fruit or whatever it was, I would save those seeds, and I would, you know, scrape them off onto a saucer and dry them, and then I would plant my own seeds uh, in my own soil that I cultivated and built up and was rich. And, and um, so the seeds that were producing uh, whatever it was that I was growing uh, were 
healthy, strong, uh, natural, organic seeds that had a lot of value. And if you start with a good seed and you plant it in good soil, you're going to get a good product. We got about uh, two minutes left, and you know, talking about the the organic versus genetically modified seeds. Uh, mainstream pharmaceuticals, as uh, well, uh, genetically modified seed company Monsanto was bought out by Bayer. Now we have interest in in um, <clears throat> pharmaceutical interest in food, so. The conflict between the two is is that genetically modified seeds can can grow longer, uh, can can last longer and produce more more yield as opposed to organic seeds. And my question is, what is your opinion on that uh, on that scenario? As you know, people like like Bill Gates are trying to tout. That's the sales pitch. Genetically modified is so that they've been treated so they can be sprayed with poisons and and. Uh, in poison sprays such as Monsanto's Roundup, which is killing people and causing, you know, Monsanto and Bayer, Bayer ought to just be, you know, locked up in a cell and throw the key away. They're just all in it for the money, and they're just destroying people's health worldwide. Um, and Roundup should be taken off the market, should have been a long time ago, for all of the cancer and diseases that it's, it causes. Um, but the, the, the standard... Um, GMO products are done so that they can uh, fly those planes over and spray those fields with uh, poison sprays um, and the uh, poison sprays they want to kill the bugs and things which they do but those are also absorbed into these genetically modified seeds and they're genetically modified so that uh, they not only uh, absorb those uh, poisons and toxins, but they're modified to such an extent that they withstand the poisoning effect and it doesn't uh, destroy the seeds as well. So when you eat the uh, products produced from genetically modified seeds and plants, you're getting a dose of those poisons uh, that were inherent right into and put in the soil and the seeds. So no matter how much you scrub them on the outside, uh, you you might think, oh, good, I'm scrubbing off all this dirt and stuff. Yeah, but you're not getting the stuff out of the inside that's coming up into your system and poisoning you. So um, that's, again, why knowing the source for everything, know the source. I agree. I agree. And I think definitely um, going into the future with our uh, series of podcasts, uh, GMOs versus organics, I think something that we could talk about more in depth. Though, um, well, to me, it's an open and shut case. GMOs, but no. Organics, for the most part, not always, but for the most part, vote yes. And then there's the definitions of organic, um, and we can get into that in a future. Um, I, I'll tell you a really interesting story about organic produce going back to 1970 uh, uh, that I personally experienced and went through uh, with the... Uh, with Orange County here, and it was very interesting. But anyway, um, uh, organic, for the most part, again, depending on the soil and the source of the seeds and all of that, um, is going to be light years ahead and better. Uh, GMOs just avoid totally, 100%. Just no. Answer for those, no. And organic, it's yes, good, but investigate further 
and um, know the source, and then you're on the right track. Well, Dr. Chit, we just love these conversations, and um, we hope that um, our listening audience, um, you know, if you want to send us questions and we can pass them on as we continue these episodes. Um, health is my passion. Obviously, we know it's yours. And, you know, our goal in doing and sharing these conversations and this information is, you know, to enlighten people on a, on a better way of, of living, eating, um, treating their bodies, respecting the temple, and just, you know, going forward, like how can we naturally take care of our bodies better and then live a longer, healthier life and you know that's that's what we're here to do this whole point of these conversations a lot of fun we really enjoy this that's right and be more productive into a much older age and god get, made our bodies to be perfect and as a temple for the holy spirit to live in and god doesn't make anything that isn't perfect and it's up to us to respect that and to honor that and to keep our bodies as perfect uh and, and as we can and to pray about it and to reach out and do all of the learning and research we can to further that. And that's going to make people not only a lot healthier, but when people are healthier, they're happier. They feel better. They treat each other better. They're filled with love and forgiveness and kindness. And that makes for a better world. Absolutely. 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 I'm looking forward to the next conversation as we'll be talking more about our 10 key points, which we believe are the most important in regards to health. Health, yes, absolutely. And as I like to say, and I even have it printed on my business card, helping people with their health physically, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and in this day and age, even financially. And it all goes together, and it's one big package. And um, amen, brother. You got, you know, that's why we're here, and that's the most important thing we can do with our life is to, to, uh, to, help people in those ways and it's going to make uh just everything better everywhere and and god bless you guys i'm so glad you're doing these podcasts you you've really been uh uh directed and blessed uh to go in this direction and produce these podcasts and it's a wonderful thing that you're doing congratulations wow. well, thank you it's, it's yeah. an awesome collaborative awesome project team effort team effort to serve mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well god bless you May the truth shine. This is Bobby Vaughn Jr. signing out. And Kimberly Schultz, God bless you, Dr. Chip, for being with us. And we uh, I look forward to continuing these conversations. Yes, sir. It, it's totally my pleasure. I love it. And I look forward to the next time. Tally ho. Be safe. All right. We'll be in touch. All right. Okie dokie. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>